Okay. Hello, everyone. Lisa here with another Health Freedom Series video tip for y'all. And today, I have a very special person with me, my friend and my stepsister, Heather Fletcher. Hi, Heather. Hi, How Lisa. are you? Good. <laughs> Say How hello. Are you? <laughs> so, hello. Heather is a former air traffic controller and a homeschooling dynamo mom of three. Uh, she is standing up for her and her family's freedom to make their own choices when it comes to medical freedom and any medical procedures. Um, so before we get started, I just want to say my usual disclaimer. Anything that we say on this video is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any condition you may or may not have. So on that note, Heather, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. So Glad tell me, tell me what, what got you into this whole uh, health freedom medical choice arena? <laughs> well, I think it mainly started uh, when I started trying to just get healthier and eat healthier. And I started to really do a lot of uh, digging into um, what's going on with our food in America and what's in our grocery stores and so forth. So that's when I started. Then I'd say that's probably about uh, maybe 10 years ago. I did a little bit of digging there and then I kind of, some things weren't adding up and I said, well, I thought my government was trying to look out for me. So why is all this horrible food in the shelves and on the shelves and um, all these added ingredients and high fructose corn syrup and pretty much everything that's out there. And so that kind of got me a little bit on my own path a little bit. And like you said, I was uh, working for the federal government, but things just weren't really adding up there. So anyway, fast forward to um, when the COVID pandemic kind of came to um, well hit the world and came to America. Um, I was kind of buying into some of what the media was saying and I was trying to do my part and I was wearing my mask and I was, you know, staying pretty much locked down and doing everything that I should be doing to try to protect everyone and keeping especially the elderly safe and my family safe. And um, I kind of was buying all into it. And then um, January 2020 hit and the vaccines had just started to roll out. And um, I had a the shots. The mRNA gene therapy <laughs> shots, jabs started rolling out. And I had someone very close to me um, take the shot. And in less than 24 hours, and he was worried about it, but he did it and he died. And oh. I was like, um, you know, uh, something's not right here, but I'm like, I'm just going to watch it. I wasn't eligible to get to the shot yet anyway. You know, this is when they were doing the over 65 or the elderly. Yes, yes. In the, beginning. the elderly got it first and, you know, and they were rolling it out and stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to keep my eye on it. I kept Googling and seeing, okay, you know, have there been more deaths reported, you know, anything kind of coming up. And of course I was looking on Google and there was, oh, maybe one death here, one death there, but, you know, not a lot of information and a lot of, um, 
just stuff saying everything's good to go. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. You know, it seems a little weird that no one else would be experiencing this. But um, and then I kept checking in with the bears and seeing if I could see anything there. And um, that information is kind of hard to get at if you don't have someone extracting the information and compiling it for you. It's hard to actually find where all the adverse events are being reported in the website. So I wasn't really getting very far there. And so um, then March 2020 hit and I was watching 60 Minutes with my husband and um, there was a special, well, they had a 60 Minutes show and one of the sections on the show was about fluvoxamine and how um, this doctor was at a racetrack and he, a bunch of people got sick with COVID and he's like, I'm going to have a mass tragedy on my hands. So he's like, you know, and he had gotten a hot tip that maybe fluvoxamine might help um, with COVID symptoms. So he said, you know what, I don't have anything else for you guys. Just I heard about this. If you want to try it, we can. And he had great success. He had um, like no deaths and maybe a few hospitalizations. But really was he here in the United States? Mm -hmm. He was in the okay. United States. Yep. And you can, I can give you that information if you want to put that on your website. Yeah. Uh, the 60 right. minute se segment. Um, and so I was like, oh my goodness, this is a game changer because, um, you know, people still, I, I don't even know at that point if I was eligible for the shot, I might've been starting to get there, but there were still people dying, lots of people dying. Delta was just, uh, the Delta variant was just, I don't even know if it, it had really hit um, yet. And there was still a lot of deaths daily. And I'm like, when people hear this, it's gonna be all over the news, it's gonna be everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's gonna save lives. And then, so I kept waiting couple days later, I'm like, Mike, something is, that's my husband. <laughs> I was like, something is really off here. Uh, they're not talking about fluvoxamine on the media at all. Why not? I mean, 60 Minutes is on, it's like a media show. Like, you know, so I'm like, I don't understand why it's not, they're not talking about it. And so I had had some whispers in my ear from my stepsister, Lisa, and um, my grandparents saying like, um, you know, you need to do your own research, you need to read. So I was like, okay, I'm going to uh, do that. And I started doing my own research and I went to DuckDuckGo like you had suggested and I started to really dig in deep. And then once I started digging, I didn't stop and I just, um, I really, it still took a little while to totally um, awaken and get the kind of the veil lifted from my eyes. And I mean, so I, being on both sides of it, kind of, kind of believe in the narrative that was being pushed upon us. And then um, waking up, I, I mean, it's just now when I see the news, I can see it's just all lie after lie after lie after lie, trying to push one thing and that's their um gene therapy shot and um there's no other they've suppressed early covid treatments and um so yeah there were quite a few treatments that came out in early and mid 2020 um the two that we're not supposed to mention uh, which most people know what they are yes. <laughs> the, the iver and the high draw yes. 
And uh, both of those, you know, have been around for years. They've been around for decades. Decades. And they've been used very safely in other, you know, for other treatments, for other, you know, illnesses. And I've even taken one of them myself. And, you know, I'm the queen. So have I. I know I'm the queen. I'm the queen of side effects. And I tell everybody, well, if I can take it safely, then I assure you, you will not have side effects. Or if you do, they'll be very mild because if I can take it, you can take it. But yeah, very shocking. And then you're the one who told me about the, uh, how do you say it again? Fluvoxamine? Fluvoxamine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You told me about that. And, uh, yeah. and I hadn't heard of that either. Um, yeah. Maybe in passing just briefly. But the yeah. fact that they were suppressing all three of these things and not allowing doctors to do what they do best, which is figure out the individual's needs and treat them according to what it is that they need. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. That's that, that was a big one for me too. That's when I was like, wait a minute, you know, I, I'm the type of person that says, you know, I love my freedom. You do you, I'll do me. But when you try to mess with my health, and, you know, obviously I've been in, you know, health and wellness uh, most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to come after me with a medical procedure um, and try to force me to do something when I say, no, I've got other things over here I can try or do. And, you know, yes. that, and that's been a challenge in the holistic and the natural health field, I think forever, you know, they, they have always said, well, no, you know, taking vitamins and supplements and doing all that natural stuff, you know, that won't work here. You need to take our medications and our pills and I don't see why they can't work together. Yeah. So I don't. And, and again, I'm all about health and medical freedom and choice. So when it comes to these treatments, um, I don't see why we can't have a choice. Why, why? Why is it only you have to go get these shots? That's the only. Yeah. And I see what you're saying, like in the media, when they were just that's all they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were trying to debunk every study about every other treatment that was out there. And, and they all, they all helped. And, you know, I'm telling people now, I just posted something on my website that another study came out about the ivermectin and it said they had great success, 75% lower hospitalization rate and all these good things about it. And finally it's starting to get more mainstream. So has, has fluvoxamine gotten more mainstream as well? Um, I know some doctors prescribe it and um, people are taking it, but um, the NIH, they have a study on ivermectin and fluvoxamine, and they're not going to release that data. They knew. So this is what also got me. Um, They had this gene therapy, brand new technology. They rush it out, right? No long-term safety data. No, we have no idea how it's going to affect us. And that got an emergency use authorization, but we couldn't get emergency use authorization for drugs that have already been FDA approved, like you said, for the IVA or the was already FDA approved yeah. for like yeah. 40 years. Yeah. So yeah, a long time that, um, and, and we have right to try laws in this country, as far as I knew. Right. So, so yeah. <laughs> the, the Iver and the, um, fluvoxamine, like hydroxychloroquine just, oh, I'm sorry, just got shut down. Uh, <laughs> hardcore, right? So they weren't even, I don't even know that they were doing any studies. Um, but you can make your own at home. I think that's why it was, 
<laughs> Nobody was going to yes. make any money yes. off of it. Yes. So <laughs> it was too yes. too inexpensive. They weren't going to they weren't going to make any money on it. So yeah, but um, conveniently the uh, CDC um, isn't going to release the data on the Iver and the fluvoxamine until 2023. So these are two drugs that they have plethora of studies on and their own study they're not going to release that data for another whole year and um they're already fda approved this gene therapy technology the mrna technology brand new gets emergency use authorization but the drugs that we know are safe have been safe for decades doesn't and that's just it's just horrific yeah and i hope that more people can realize this like i said that you know when when you're on the mainstream media and you see that they're 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 trying to play the doctor even doctors on mainstream media like i i'm going to tell everybody on this video i'm not a doctor and i don't play one on this video heather is not a doctor she doesn't play one on this video we are just sharing our experiences and our opinions and you take what you take from it and leave the rest but you know people because they've watched you know just one source and then and i noticed that if you try to talk to them about things they'll get very angry um and they'll it, about things that they really don't know a lot about they haven't done a lot of research they've only just heard it over and over and over again from one source on their television and um i always tell everybody please don't take medical advice from anyone on television I don't care if they say they're a doctor, a specialist, whatever. You go see your own doctor and uh, you also use your gut instinct and you also do your own research. So, you know, yeah. so so once once you went through all that, um, you know, I know I know that you um, are a mom of three and you're homeschooling. So um, did that come about in the beginning? Of course, you had a homeschool in the beginning of all this. But then yeah. didn't they go back? They went back to school they and went back decided, to school. And I pulled them out in October, 2021. So we've been homeschooling for about four, I don't know, time is flying, five months now, right. maybe. Um, and um, I'm so grateful I did. You I was know. just to protect them from what was going on, right? Because yeah, they're still, you know, they had to wear a mask up here in Maryland. And um, when I took my five-year-old out, I took, I have 10-year-old, eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And when I took my five-year-old out who already kind of has a little bit of difficulty with speech, but she is in kindergarten. Um, she stared at my lips for two solid straight weeks, trying to see how they move and put that with the words I was saying. And I'm like, oh God, thank you that I brought her thank out. Thank goodness, yeah. I was actually not being a mom myself, but seeing what was happening to the kids i was actually posting on facebook for all of my friends that had children you know you know homeschool them if you can you know yeah. teach them you know teach them what you need to teach them about thinking for themselves about making the you know making their decisions about talking to you about you know <laughs> what did they say when we were growing up you know don't talk to strangers <laughs> You know, don't accept candy from a stranger. Yes. So you kind of have yeah. to go back to that. Don't, you know, and because I know there's a lot going on in the schools, like you said, with the masking. And then I think at one point they were saying that, you know, if your children are in school and we decide we need to immunize them, we're allowed without your permission. I that There are probably, some states that can do that. 
Um, yeah, that's luckily my state is not, but there, of course, a lot of states are trying to pass stuff like that, taking away the parental rights and stuff. So you really have to watch right now what's going on, even though they might have taken the mask off or whatever. It seems like they're going your way. There's still people are the senators and the House of Delegates are there every day in your state trying to pass bills that you probably don't want for your children and your especially if you have children, but for your state and yeah. to live that way. So. Yeah. And one of my earlier videos that I did for health freedom, I went through um, the congress.gov and the website that shows all the bills coming up for every single state. Oh, wow. And some of them were very, like you said, very scary. And you know, what amazes me is that just one person in Congress or in your legislative branch in your state can put the bill up literally one person. Yeah. And if they get enough votes, that one person's idea goes through. Yeah. And that's a little scary to me because I know that when they try to get votes, they, you know, there's a lot of, you know, wheeling and dealing and coercion. So here you have a person that puts up a bill like that, that mm -hmm. takes away parental rights. You don't know the person from a hole in the head, even though they say you voted for them, but maybe, you know, you don't know if you voted for them or not. And then a lot they of put times up, you they might not have. Yeah. <laughs> they could be a different district. So you got all these uh, senators and yeah. House of Delegates from different districts. And so um, say they do put up something that you don't like and you call them and they say, oh, well, I'm sorry. I only answer to the people in my district and <laughs> hang up on you, which can happen. Um, <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> from experience or, hmm, yes, yes. Maybe. Um, and I said, well, please don't vote on a bill that affects people in my district and give me back my local power. So um, that was a personal experience. But yeah, I mean, even if they're not in your district, you probably didn't vote for them. You have no, you know, uh, you don't want them at all, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> like you probably don't you even know. know the name of the person mm -mm. who is making up these rules for you, you and your family and your children. And that's something yeah. I've been telling everyone. You really have to start looking. I know it's challenging and difficult, but I think we're at a, a point in time where we really have to look into everyone who's running our town, our Definitely city, our have state. To pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Running. And I think it's going to make their work a lot harder because I know a lot of people around the country and around the world are now, you know, being very vocal <laughs> to everyone. And are awakening up and they're awake and they were allowed to get, you know, probably a few years ago, do whatever the heck they want and no one was watching. But now there's a lot of people watching. Thank so, you and we need a lot more. Yeah, definitely. So, so speaking of that, I heard you organized a rally in Annapolis uh, to end mask mandates. So uh, tell me about that. Was that for the kids in school or was that for everyone in the state? This was for the kids in the schools. Um, even though my kids were not in school, it just broke my heart that kids were still having to, uh, you know, sit all day, maybe seven hours. And then some kids don't go home after school. So if they go to a childcare yeah. facility or something, then it could be even longer. Could you imagine 10 hours or yeah. so having a kid in a mask? I can barely handle it for a couple hours. So I guess as I uh, was waking up more to what was really going on, it just started to bother me more and more. And I, I saw this picture that I'll never forget. It was a picture of um, Chinese um, children and they were all in a line. 
and they were all wearing the same uniform and they all had a mask on their face and they all had like this QR code mm-hmm. on their chest. I'm like, these are not, they're stripping them of a personal identity of critical thinking at a very, very young age. There's no way to differentiate these children one from the next. You can't even see their face because it's masked up. They all look alike everywhere else. And I said, I am not going to let this happen to our country. So I, um, I had the idea to like do this rally and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are working and stuff. So it was hard juggling that with the homeschooling and it was a busy couple of weeks to organize it. And my husband really helped me out and stepped up and I had some late nights, but we were able to, um, I tried to find every single uh, Facebook page um, for the state of Maryland. There was a ton of them for every county. I was trying to consolidate. We all need to get on the same page. We need to um, be working together. And um, so I just reached out to everyone, you know, friend requested, got them, told them about the rally. And it was pretty successful. And uh, uh, about a week later, we got the uh, emergency regulation face covering mandate rescinded yay yay it was awesome and that's that's for all the kids in the school so or it, what about what the teachers they, what they had done is that our um state superintendent went to our state board of education and they and said hey i want to put out this emergency regulation mask mandate and so then they had to go to this special committee. That's another thing to watch out for. The government has all these different committees and offshoots and stuff, and they're passing stuff and doing things, and you might, you know, have no idea. So really trying, I would try to figure out, okay, you know, everyone's saying, okay, it's at the state level, okay? I just wanted to dig deeper. I'm like, um, they're saying, you know, they don't have the power or whatever. So just trying to figure out where the power actually came from. So that was the first thing. And once I figured out where the power came from, and that was this uh, this joint committee mm-hmm. um, made of half senators, um, half of some of our senators and half of some of our House of Delegates, they yeah. voted yes. So the State Board of Education came to them with this um, emergency regulation for the mask mandates and they all voted yes, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them voted yes for it. And it was in effect and it had been. And then they, um, so that was in September and they renewed it in January. It was supposed to expire. It's supposed to, it's only an, it's an emergency. It's not supposed to last forever. After 180 days, they went in and they reestablished it. But this time when they reestablished it, they put in these off ramps, which would make it really, really difficult to reach these off ramps. So anyway, oh, wow. um, it would have expired again in July, but I just didn't want these kids to have to suffer the psychological and the physical um, harm from these masks not one minute longer. Yeah. So, um, so that's why we went to the state house because that's where the senators and the house of delegates were. And they came out at when they broke for lunch and we were all there wow. and a lot of them gave us thumbs up and, you know, maybe some of them snuck out the back door. <laughs> Probably. But some of them, um, definitely were not, I guess, agreeing with what we wanted. They kind of ran off and hid. So, but um, it was very successful. A week later, they all voted yes to rescind it. So all of it them? was, um, except one, all of them, except one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, 
That's great, Heather. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I am so proud of you. And um, do uh, do the moms or everybody that you got, do they still stick together on a different group or do you have a So unfortunately, everyone's still kind of on their own group. Um, so now we have the trucker convoy here in Hagerstown, Maryland, and they're yeah. going to do their uh, loop around the beltway every day that they can and meeting with the senators and Congress people down in DC. And um, so, but they need help. They, we need to have a nationwide campaign of emails yeah. and phone calls that we need to all as, a, as the United States of America come together on this, blow up the emails, blow up the telephones after. And that's what we did with the, we didn't just go and rally outside. We, the week before we, weeks before we were emailing and calling every day. So they were so remember that one person I said might have hung up on me yeah. <laughs> saying I don't have time for you. I was like, oh, okay. Aren't they just staff members? Me. Um, when you call the staff um, members answer, right? Sometimes you get the senators like I did one okay. morning and um, okay. <laughs> he said that, um, you know, oh, you know, you're not in my district and I don't have time to deal with people outside my district. So this is what they did at the state level. They took away our local boards um, to answer your question earlier, which I didn't completely answer. They took away our local board of education's power. And so when they rescinded this mass mandate, it took away their power and put it back down to the local power. So almost all of our counties also ended the mass mandates pretty much immediately. And then except two, um, Montgomery County and PG County. And so they just, I don't know if PG's um, rescinded theirs yet, but Montgomery, that was, Montgomery was my big one I was working for because my mom has to wear the mask and she- And that's a big schools. county, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they just did that. Yeah. That was amazing. Excellent. And so I have to check on PG. So, but anyway, we do need to have, um, I don't, I don't know if uh, you know about um, Trump's platform. I don't know if there's a space. Yeah, there. no, you can't really. Uh, yeah. And, you know, for me, I'm uh, independent, unaffiliated. So yeah. I don't, I try not to get political with anything. Yeah. And as far as that, I guess that social media site that's out there, I know there's a really long wait for it, um, okay. but what I, I have not on it. So no, I mean I've I've seen uh, people that are talking about it and saying that they're on it, but okay. but I'm not sure. You know, I think the people we need to reach are still on you know like Facebook and you know out there in that land, but more yeah. so, like you said, the calling and talking to people in person because. I, as a matter of fact, you know, on my website, when this video goes up at lisampepi.com, I will put in the show notes or in the blog post, I'll put some links. There are links to these action networks where you can actually click on, find all of your senators. Um, I think they have it for the state and federal level. And when you click on it, you can write an email and you just do a couple of clicks and they'll send out the email to everyone for you. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So and there that's are- that's on your website? Not, yeah, I'll put- Okay. the link to their websites okay. um, at the bottom of this post when I go on you know, on my website, lisampepi.com on the video blog tab. So it'll be in the blog post and I'll put, okay. 
the links because uh, there are places that do that. But every time I've done that, you get a generic letter back, you get an answer back, I get the emails back, but it feels so generic and impersonal. And I think that, you know, a lot of the people in our government, you know, local, state, federal, they have gotten away with things because it's so impersonal. You know, you just elect someone, you go, you go vote, and then they go do whatever they want. <laughs> and they don't ever hear from you personally. So I think, you know, social media is great. But I think in person or at the very least phone calls or like you were doing, maybe, you know, messenger, you know, message, private message people or go into the groups and make friends with the people in the groups. Um, you know, that's what I'm finding. And there's yeah. and if people look around like we have in Florida, the Florida Freedom Keepers um, and we have uh, We Are Change Orlando um, and a couple of other groups that work together. Yeah. Uh, and, and they do events together all over the state. And uh, I'm on okay. their websites. I'm on their um, telegrams, another one that's taking the place of Twitter. Uh, yes. And uh, so I'm, I'm on all of them. I'm on Rumble, Telegram. I'm still on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a few other ones out there, but I haven't gotten to them yet. Um, yeah. But there, you can go, everybody can go to all these different social media places and find uh, groups. And like you did now, when you, did you go to the groups and ask to join the group and then just post that you were having an event? So I originally was going to just post the event. Um, yes. Like make an event on each Facebook page. But then I said, I want everyone to know that there's more than, you know, just, you know, maybe the few that sign up on that page that that's going to be bigger than that. So then I went onto my page and I made a event and then I shared it with all the groups. Okay. And that was good because then everyone could RSVP and everyone could see everyone else that's coming. Right. And that was really nice. And then we could talk to each other all in one, one space. So, so basically well. everybody who joined that event, you can still get in touch with them for yes. something else. Mm-hmm. And are they all local to you? Or yeah, all in Maryland. All so over. Maryland. I tried. I searched every county for um, um, people, like-minded people. Right. Um, I wanted everyone to be out there, and so yeah. okay. all over. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, Heather. My God, I know. I I've been hearing all this stuff you've been doing, and like I almost feel like I'm falling a little behind. You know, I haven't gone to an event. I've taken a little break after that one. <laughs> I you know after we got the mask off, um, most of the kids here. I yeah, that was a big one. A little break. That was, that's <laughs> so. okay, and that's what I tell everyone. I say, you know, when you do it, you know, I have another friend here that I met through another group, and I said, you know, you do it for a while, take a break, and then get back to it, or you know, just wait until you see the next big thing. You know, that's you know, really crawling under your skin, you know, right, and you're right. like, I really have to do something about that. And there's a lot of little things you can do. Um, you know, so I mean, as far as health freedom and medical choice, you know, what would you tell everyone um, who's watching um, about, you know, why that's so important, I guess, just a quick synopsis, because I know there are a lot of people out there that, you know, they see the health freedom movement, they see the, you know, medical choice movement. And I think sometimes they they don't, understand um a lot about it they get very uh, defensive like even the um the truckers convoy the people's convoy you know people don't understand what they're really uh fighting for and what how this can help everyone in the future and Mm -hmm. uh so the people that you know don't that are you know maybe not against it but are kind of like you know no i don't want anything to do with that whatever will be will be just let them do their thing um, I don't, I'm not sure that they fully understand that 
you know, there are things going on behind the scenes and the people like us and other people that are doing the research and actually pulling this stuff to the surface is like, here, I found this. These are actually documents, you know, government studies, everything, you know, and what would you tell them, you know, if they're still like, you know, oh, no, we need to keep our masks on forever. We need to do this forever. I mean, I always say it's about choice. If you feel like you have to wear a mask or 10, then go ahead. I'm not going to tell you not to. If you feel that you want to, you know, get a shot or 10, go right ahead. I'm not going to tell you not to. I'm merely going to tell you what my choices are. And I'm going to tell you to do your own research and look into things further and just know you know, know the effects and and know more about it. What would, what would you say? I think it's extremely important to know um, more about whatever you're putting into your body. And I don't think that blindly trusting um, anybody is safe. I know that because early treatments were suppressed, a lot of people died needlessly. And I still meet people all the time that had no clue that there were early treatments out there. So if you don't do your own research, you won't know how to protect yourself. And yeah, maybe sometimes the government has our best interests at heart, but maybe sometimes it doesn't. And if you don't read and do your own research and um, know what you're putting in your own body, then um, you can't protect yourself, you can't protect your children. You can't nope. blindly trust people that um, might not be- have your best interests at heart. So yeah. um, I, I strongly believe in um, whatever it is you're about to do, if it's, if it's new, if it's different, or, you know, if, if I have something wrong with myself, I want to research it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And, or if there's like with COVID, as soon as I figured out that, um, there was things out there that could treat the symptoms or, and help prevent you at, from actually getting sick, like the vitamins and so forth, and potentially the IVER, um, maybe even prevent transmission. Um, you know, I got really serious. My first thing I did was try to get everything I could, all the vitamins that was recommended, everything that I could find that helped with COVID. Um, I got it and I bought it and then I shared it and I shared the information and I shared when my friends got sick, I gave them little care packages. I shouldn't probably say that, (laughs) of vitamins. And, um, Mm. and I think that it's extremely important. So when I, if there's something wrong with me or if I'm suffering from anything and I want to research it. And then if, if I figure out there's something good, like maybe there was a mouthwash that was really, really good at killing viruses. Um, I Google and of course, or DuckDuckGo, I would try to go on Amazon. I would try to find that. Okay. And when you don't have choice, some of these really, really good things weren't available in the United States of America, you know? And so if you don't have freedom choice, people are suppressing everything that you know will be good for your body and they're keeping that from you. That's extremely dangerous. Yeah. And so it can, it, how can we protect our families if we don't have choice? Right. And, And again, if, you know, if the person who is getting the shots or following their doctor's advice, that's their choice. Yes. If your doctor wants to load you up with whatever he wants to load you up with, that's your choice with your doctor. 
But that doesn't mean that what your doctor wants to do with you is good for another person. Everybody's an individual and, and nobody um, knows what you, you nobody. know, your body best. Nobody yeah. else knows yeah. how you're going to react to things, what mm-hmm. medical conditions you have, any of that, your history. Yeah. So yeah. And it amazed me that a doctor doesn't know that about. Yeah. You, and you it know? amazed me that, you know, perfect strangers or even acquaintances or even friends would, could actually turn around and tell you to have a medical procedure. I think it's best if you have a medical procedure. I, I, I'm like in shock about that. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, first of all, I'm so far removed from that, that I, you know, I do my own research. I'm over here. I have my own doctor. I know what, you know, I'll take care of what I need to take care of. I had never had so many people coming up and asking me if I had a medical procedure, if I wanted to have one or pushing me to have one or, you know, shaming me for not having one Mm -hmm. in my entire life. And whatever happened to the human psyche during the past two years, we've got to fix because everyone has to have their own choice. You know, if, you know, I used to, I used to use the, the simple scenario, you know, if you're allergic to peanuts and your throat swells up when you eat peanuts and you can go into anaphylactic shock and die. And I come to you with a shot full of peanut juice. And I say, I'm going to inject this in you. This is going to help you. And you say, no, 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 I can't, I can't have that. I'm allergic to it. And I say, I don't care. You don't have a choice. <laughs> Boom. Like yeah. where in the world do, do people not understand the meaning of choice? And it's not against, it's not people being one against the other. It's just, everybody has a choice yeah. and that's the way it really should be. And, you know, health freedom, medical choice, all of that, you know, I've stood for that for a very long time and I'm glad that, um, that you're standing to, like I said, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, we're necessarily more awake. I think it's, you know, people like us, like I said, we do more research. I've always been curious about everything. Like if, like you said, if something's wrong or up and I want to fix it, I'm looking around, I'm trying to figure it out. You mm-hmm. know, some people, I get it. They don't want to be bothered with research and all that. So the only well, thing a lot of people ask, are extremely busy and that's what, yeah, and, it's, and, and, it's peop- and the hard. government knows that they're yeah. people, the, the citizens of the United States are running the country yeah. and then other people are making laws that affects these citizens. And they know that yeah. the citizens a lot of times don't have time to know they're just trusting that yeah. they elected these people to, yeah. to represent them and take care of them. And that might not be the case in every situation. Well, and it also, like I said, it just might not be for everyone. There's not, there's never a one size fits all in, in, in medicine. Uh, and, and, you know, there's not even a one size fits all in herbal remedies or anything like that, because some yeah. people are sensitive. I can't take certain herbs that, that I've been prescribed by naturopaths. I'm like, no, I can't, I'm sensitive to that. I can't take it. So it's not one size fits all. Everybody has to remember to give everyone a choice and, you know, live and let live. And if you have to protect yourself the way you see fit, you go and do it. But if you're doing all those things to protect yourself, you shouldn't have to worry about anyone else if they work, you know, and if they don't work, then what are we doing anyway? Right. Okay. And on that note, Heather, is there anything else you would like to say and anywhere that anyone can get in touch with you if they wanted to? Um, I would just ask people just question everything. Ask, ask why, you know, if somebody says something, ask why. And if something doesn't make sense, you know, look into it and um, just keep, and then once you start 
doing your own research, you won't stop. I can guarantee you that. I know. And, it's, and you know, the, only thing is, the only thing I do have to tell everyone, go to the source. And I, it's, it's very challenging. Go to the source or somebody you trust that you know is already doing the research. Um, because a lot of times when you go on Google, you can't really get to where you want to go. And a lot of times when you go to like the websites, like even the NIH or the uh, CDC or the FDA, you have to dig and you have to go into their documents. And I understand where people can't do that. I do get it because not everybody's like us, but if duck, you, duck, go, if you start yeah. there and you much better, yeah, it's much better. And yeah. you, you can actually kind of start. And then there's a lot of links sometimes in like news articles and so yes. forth. There's links to actual documents and stuff that you can go and you can verify information yeah. on the actual websites and stuff. So yeah. And the um, actual studies and everything mm -hmm. like that. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. And follow your intuition. And um, so I'm on Facebook. Heather Fletcher is my name. And I, um, went to the university of north dakota so and i live in maryland so you might be able to find me there and so um, you're this is your friends page that you post yes on, okay yep i do everything on my main on your main, <laughs> main friends page. page okay i have yeah. two i have lisampeppy.com my personal page and i have lisampeppy.com my public profile page and uh yeah i post on both so you yes. can find me over there and on my website lisampeppy.com and a wellbeingawakening.com. And like I said, this video with Heather and all the information, and I'll try to get the links that she mentioned, and I'll put the links that I mentioned on the blog post over at lisampepi.com on the video blog tab. Um, and that's great, Heather. Well, thank you. It was so nice talking to you. And um, we'll do this again soon. It was fun. Sounds and good. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll we'll uh, be pulling up more research and we'll have uh, more to tell everyone <laughs> probably sure. tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if, any, if anything, you know, in a few weeks from now. All right. Yes. Heather. All right, everyone. All right, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to chit chat with Heather on the back end here. But um, great to have you here. And I'll uh, see you on the next Health Freedom Series video. Bye-bye.